everybody welcome to the third annual Caspers Awards ceremony a hold for applause I'm here with my co-host Rob unfortunately Rob um, let us know what's going on with you I wish I could be up there at the ceremony today but the spiritual powers are too strong I am in quarantine um, I, I lost my hand the other day, it disappeared. I can still pick up uh, things with my hand, um, with my with my left hand. Um, it's still there, but I can't see it. So I couldn't risk uh, being in the spiritual charge, but I am still here. You know, this is the power of um, what we're able to do, our dedication. Uh, and, uh, but I am in quarantine. I, I'm not quite sure, you know, where I'm being looked at constantly. I'm wearing my certified GOSHA, um, it's G-O-S-H-A, uh, certified, you know, Ghost Occupational Safety Health Administration, um, mm. hazmat gear. So I don't get infected further and I don't infect others. So... So I think this is just another remember, another reminder to to pre- practice uh, safety uh, in the paranormal arts. Um, so yeah, this this ceremony is partially brought to you by Gosha. Yeah, thank you, Gosha, sponsoring uh, this part of the sh- this show, and thank you for taking care of our friend Rob. Um, may your hand come back, you know, even more visible than it was before. You know, maybe you have an extra finger that you didn't know you had. Maybe it was invisible the whole time. So there's a lot of things that could happen positive-wise out of this quarantine. Let's not get in, in the dumps here. We're here to celebrate a wonderful year of movies, partnership between ghosts and humans, and also other, other animals, you know, cryptozoology. So we're, we're talking about vampires, werewolves, you know, Aquaman, Batman, I mean, all kinds of jokers. You know, that's, that's not a regular person. That's, that's a modified being. That could be uh, fantastical. So wizards and witches and sorcerers, they're all welcome here on the special night of the Caspers. And this is our third annual, so it's charged with all kinds of energies. And I understand why you can't be here, Rob. Um, and you can hear the crowd booing. We want Rob, we want Rob. And I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I, you know, I'm the only one here today on stage. Rob's out, you know, down in the basement. But we're gonna you can have hear me a... knocking. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm tapping on, on, on the, on the floor, and you can maybe feel it, you know, in the audience. You can feel your feet, that little tap, tap, tap. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's me, everybody. So, this is a 4D experience. So when your, your seats start to shake and you hear a, a, a you know, a buzzing sound and you, you smell a weird smell, that's all Rob guys uh, guys and girls nexus so um you know be appreciative of, of what he's doing behind the scenes and let's get started with our award show let me just say start off there are no losers tonight no losers at all even though there are winners everybody here that was nominated was nominated for exemplary work in their field right they're all contenders they all deserve recognition 
but there are just some that are just better than others. Let's be honest. So with that said, let's get to our first category. And this is a big one. People of all, you know, uh, creative walks of life will try to use ghosts in certain ways um, to enhance their work. And this is just one case where movies and ghosts are completely synergetic. So this is the nominations for the most creative use of ghosts in film. Of course, this first nomination is someone who's been practicing spells for years. This person has brought Nazis back to life. Uh, they have uh, brought cowboys back to life. Um, and they altered the, the careers of many uh, famous people. Um, we're talking about Quentin Tarantino and mm -hmm. specifically his film Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, um, we all know that he tried to save the spirit of Sharon Tate, uh, but that's not the nomination that we're getting, giving him for, because not only did he, you know, that there's a lot of controversy, I think, around that particular spell, but what we were really impressed was his ability to bring back Bruce Lee. Yes, and here is what we found most creative about the entire spell, was that he brought back Bruce Lee at half capacity, so that he was able to then stage a fight where Bruce Lee gets his shit rocked by Brad Pitt. So that is, I mean, to, to bring back somebody from, from the dead, from the other realm, the ghost dimension, and then to have them lose, to humiliate them, is, uh, it's insulting to, to Bruce, it's insulting to, to everybody, that's why it was so controversial, but you have to applaud the creativity. And in that, we have to applaud Quentin Tarantino, and applaud Bruce Lee for being such a good sport. So, Quentin Tarantino, our first nominee. Coming up next, we have Renee Zellweger. Now, Renee Zellweger, she's, she's been known to, you know, put on some accents, and her weight fluctuates depending on the role, just like Christian Bale. You know, she's the, the polar opposite to Christian Bale in a lot of ways, because she takes more care into her characters. It's not just about the weight, it's about the accent, it's about the way that she walks and she talks. So she was given the task to go to Oz, where the wizard is, the Wizard of Oz. She went to Oz and petitioned for the soul to play Judy Dench in the Judy Dench biopic. Biopic, maybe? I'm not sure how they say that. I mean, this was such a brave performance to to play Judy Dench. Um, you know, Judy's nominated in other categories here, so to play a sorcerer um, with such power, you know, is not an easy task. Uh, it doesn't always take. Sometimes, you know, it's like you're trying to possess someone who is an expert at possessing other people. So, it doesn't always take, sometimes they get rejected. You know, it's kind of like uh, being John Malkovich, you get thrown out of the body. Uh, mm -hmm. But, you know, I think Renee pulled it off. Uh, she did a great job as Judy. Um, 
And yeah, I mean, she already has a little golden man to, to celebrate this performance. Uh, mm -hmm. But we'll see uh, how it shapes out tonight. Yeah, we'll see. And, you know, the, the, the thing that we have to applaud her on is that we asked ourselves the question, how do you possess and act like a chameleon? Because a chameleon changes forms so many times. How do you effectively do that? And Renee Zellweger did it. And that's why we have to give her a nomination. And the next nomination, you can ask them the same question, and it's still so hard to get an answer. Now, this is a little uh, of a leap as far as uh, movies and film. But this person has been filmed and on camera many times. They've been parts of films. Um, you know, shout out to Home Alone. Shout out to Justin Bieber music videos. And we're talking about the chameleon, Haley Baldwin. The next nomination goes to Haley Baldwin. Do you know, I mean, Haley Baldwin isn't just Haley Baldwin. We know that, Rob. Maybe you should explain that to the people that are just tuning in. We all know that Donald J. Trump's not real. Uh, there's no possible way that someone like that could possibly ever exist and can only be played by the Baldwin family. And Haley has been taking up the reins and we have seen this character of Donald J. Trump like we have never seen before. Um, she saw through an acquittal. Uh, now more people than ever are absolutely infatuated with Donald, uh, Donald Trump. Um, you know, we're talking about apprentice level ratings. Uh, for the president, um, and that's all Haley. That's all her work. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, basically doing cartwheels out there, and it all culminated with the State of the Union um, mm -hmm. address. And wow, what a performance! Um, you know, we're not at this point. We're not really getting political. We're not saying one way or another. We're talking strictly performance and. I think it's something that we have not seen ever in the history of our nation of this sort of high wire act in our capital, one of the most haunted houses in our nation, if not mm -hmm. the most. And to pull off a performance like that, wow. This is a lot like Joseph Gordon-Levitt's The Wire, where he you know, resurrected the Twin Towers so that he could do a tightrope act across it. Haley Baldwin watched the movie The Wire and said, I can do that one better, right? And so she is effectively the most impressive Donald Trump that we've seen in the last five years. And that's objective, right? That's numbers. So Haley deserves this nomination. Whether or not she deserves the, the prize, that's up to the fans. That's up to the ghosts. You know, we didn't decide this. But um, you know, we did uh, want to shout her out just, just as a, a nod. You know, we know you're powerful. We know how much you're capable of. And we're glad that we're allowed in America to do this kind of show where we criticize you on, on a daily basis and not get, you know, possessed, not get haunted. No, they're not sending poltergeists. You know, we have other companies that do that and other entities that do that. So um, do you want to talk about the last one, Rob? This, this is the last nominee. And uh, a bit of a dark horse as well. 
Certainly. Uh, this is a very creative use of a ghost because this person is playing a ghost who is not yet a ghost. We are talking about Taryn Egerton's very brave performance of the future ghost of Elton John in the film Rocket Man. Now, Taryn got on a rocket and blasted off to other dimensions, other universes, to find the ghost of Elton John that does not exist here in our world, to study and to learn and to really show that ghosts aren't just, you know, in the present. The ghosts are, are in the future, uh, ghosts are in the past. So really showing the trans-dimensional properties of ghosts and really blew us away with this performance. Um, you know, this is a biopic that is, you know, you always have biopics of people that are already dead, right? You have to be dead to have a biopic made of you. That's the law. Uh, but they were able to find ways around this, creative ways around this to make one for Elton John, who still walks among us. Uh, still alive. As, so, yeah, as, as far as we could tell. So, I mean, that's just uh, a, a symbol of, of his power right there. Just that he could possibly go into the future to when Elton John is dead. And, and then to interview the ghost. And then to, you know, say, hey, do you want to come with me on a little adventure? Get possessed and then go back in time, film the movie. I mean, this is like the Avengers, you know? Um, shout out to the Avengers. They didn't get nominated for anything. Not, get, not getting nominated here either. So let's, let's get to the, to the winner of this, of this category. The most creative use of ghosts in film. I have an envelope here. Okay, drum roll, please. Oh my God, Rob. Taryn Edgerton for the future ghost of Elton John is the winner. Thank you. Okay, now that's enough clapping, guys. Um, I will be accepting the nomination. Um, I will be accepting the award for most creative use of ghosts in film. Taryn, um, uh, he has a prepared speech. Um, it, it goes like this. Wow, I'm, I'm speechless. I, I don't know what to say. This is the most important award that I've ever been given in my entire life. And he told me to look at it deeply and give it a French kiss. I'm not gonna give it a French kiss, but he wanted, he wanted me to give this thing a French kiss. So imagine Taryn Edgerton giving this a French kiss for me. So very, very romantic speech, Taryn. Thank you so much. Um, wow, incredible, Rob. You know, the future ghost thing, I think is what toppled him over, right? I don't want anybody to be copying his style to be doing this kind of stuff in the future. Let's let that be a one and done because it's not creative if it's done over and over again. So we will not be nominating anybody else for these kinds of roles. So that one's for Taryn and Taryn only. Congratulations. And let's move on to the next category. Uh, Rob, this one, this one's a little technical, right? For, for you techie heads, this one's for you. Um, right, because what, movies this category? are more than just uh, the people in front of screen. It's more than just the stars and the 
starlets and the star X's. It mm -hmm. is about the people behind the scenes that make this get done. Uh, there's, you know, the, there are people, you know, there are mediums, there are people creating, you know, seances behind this screen that makes it possible, that make these stars shine bright. You know, this is a team effort. Movies cannot be made alone. And there's a lot of people in the background, you know, kind of like the street team for us. Mm -hmm. uh, shout out to them. You know, if we mm -hmm. could give you guys this award, we definitely would. But, you know, this is about, this is about Hollywood. Yeah. You're, you're, not, you you're not involved in, in this. Award. You get your award every single day by making this show possible. Mm -hmm. um, but it, this is the, the crew that makes these movies possible to cast their spells. The dirty work, you know, down in the trenches, uh, down in the mud, down in the muck, uh, you know, holding up those boom mics, uh, you know, doing the, the hard work. And I, it is only right to recognize them for, for all that. So this is the most technical use of ghosts in a film. Yes. And let's start off with... You know, we're numbers guys, numerology people, and we have a, a movie that was nothing but numbers. And we did the counting, and what we found was there was a lot of ghosts that were on this film. Um, we're talking about the movie 1917, and their technical use of background ghosts. Now, I don't know if you've seen this movie, people, but you need to understand that in every scene, there is at least five or six dead people, which means five or six ghosts who have jobs. That is technically a, a feat of, of, of a masterpiece, really. Ha having all of those ghosts per frame must have had the temperature of the actual film reel at like negative three Kelvin, right? I mean, it's, it must have been so cold that they're, you know, they, they had to have like a microwave or something to, to be heating it because it, it's freezing all of the film. So technically, this is a, a, a masterwork of, of ghosts in film. And for that reason only, we have to give the nomination. So 1917 for their background ghosts. Uh, Rob, what did you think about all the background ghosts? I, I know some of them were hamming it up you know, waving hi to their mom and that kind of thing. But there were some pros out there, right? Oh, 100%. I mean, this movie was about one of the ghostly times in history. Um, just the amount of ghosts per second, just the calculations, right? We're numbers heads. Mm. Uh, just the sheer number the, the, like, that they had to do on set to make sure that the ghosts just didn't, just destroy the the cameras because it's so cold you know freezing those microchips just clogging it up right mm -hmm. that is a log jam of ghosts so you they, there was constant constant math being done um you know there may have i think i believe they consulted the ghost of albert einstein who uh is contemporary of that time uh he was still a young man so they went over to that patent office and said, hey, Al, like, crunch mm. these numbers for us. Um, so shout out to, to Albert Einstein. He crunched for, them, dude. You know, yeah, just like really going to the gym, 
uh, every single day on set to have the strength to, to crunch those numbers because that's not easy to do. Those are big numbers. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, the bigger the number, that's, that's going to be more weight. That's more, those are more, you know, decimals. More muscles. Gotta, yeah. More muscles. So big shout out to that. There's a reason why decimal and muscle sound the same. It's because you need muscles to crunch decimals. People don't tell you that. Einstein deadlifted like 500 pounds one hand. So that's, that's a history for, for another day. But we have to shout out 1917 and all the background ghosts. Let's get to uh, John Lithgow. John Lithgow is an interesting person. He, he hasn't been nominated for much. Um, I can't think of the last time he was nominated. And frankly, I, I don't want anybody emailing me about John Lithgow. So, so you can stop the emails right now. But he has done something worthy of, of our affection. Um, Rob, you told me this, um, that his, uh, his bark and his bite are equal. And I don't really understand what you mean when you say that. You know, this is all having to do with method acting, right? John is a very famous method actor. Um, he has lived on the third rock from the sun. He has acted as a serial killer. He has murdered many people. Mm -hmm. um, and he has, in this, most, this past year, he has died in the body of a dog. And not just that, but come back to life as a zombie dog that barks, bites, chews, shits, equally the same. You know, some dogs might bark more than bite and bite more than bark, but John is a professional. Um, mm. He is able to bark and bite all the same. And what's technical about this is the fact that it is a dog that he has chosen to let possess his body. Now, I don't know if there are many pet psychics out there, but they all deserve Caspers because they are able to split their soul, human and animal. And that's not an easy thing to do. I mean, you try it yourself. Try it. I mean, take your animal, you know, burn some sage, put them in a in, in, in some kind of, you know, runic pattern and try to try to commune with their soul. It's hard. The fact that he was able to do this early mornings, they'd wake him up, right? And they would, they'd feed him his Alpo. They'd feed him his dog food. He would get into character. He'd start roughing and, and, and barking. And by eight o'clock every morning, he was out there as Judd, the dead dog. So that's technically a feat of, I mean, transformation, the pain that one goes through transforming into a dog every day. Ask Tim Allen. Wanna, wanna, you know, if we were around when Tim Allen was in the Shaggy Dog, we could have given him the award. But we weren't around then, and, I'll, and we, we can't unwrite that wrong. So we're going to write this, this wrong. And we're going to give John Lithgow at least a nod, right? At least he gets a nod from us. Whether or not he wins, that's up to the fans. Uh, let's get to the last nomination. This is somebody who's won a Casper before. 
and we don't want to give that we're you know picking favorites but good work is good work plain and simple so the most technical use of ghost uh next nomination goes to vin diesel for his stunt work in dumbo now if you thought john lithgow was was suffering for his art you don't know about vin diesel right i mean and that's why he, lithgow deserves a nod vin diesel you, you you we should all be bowing to his to his feet at w- what he could do with his ears alone okay so dumbo over over here tim burton directed so we have a johnny depp you know side story kind of here um do you want to give any uh, any praise on vin rob wow i mean where do you even begin you know the courage that it takes to fly around a circus tent using your ears alone never doing anything like this before and without any sort of safety net you know the circus they might have like a little net but that's just for show because when you watch the film vin is going right past it uh you know it reminds me of the film free solo the guy climbing up the big old rock mm-hmm. you know there are no rocks in dumbo you know the guy in free solo that's not true free soloing he was holding on to a rock that was planted on the earth like i can't think of anything more solid wow. than a rock to to help protect you from falling so, so this yeah so that, that is child's play let goes of the rock vin. you know vin he diesel let go. let go of the rock and if you if we want to think about it this is another technical feat he let go of the rock literally in the fast and furious movies right he said you have your own spinoff he let him go so i mean you are absolutely right when you say he free soloed even more than the guy who free soloed and if that guy could win an oscar last year vin diesel better at least get nominated you know for a casper this year for his free soloing in dumbo the real free solo so let's get to the winner okay rob you want to open up this envelope uh yeah i'll do it i'll do it remotely so here i go telepathically okay open it up and i see drums wow he did it it goes to vin 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 diesel for free soloing dumbo vin the skin is it's bound to win that's you know wow um i will be accepting this award for vin um vin does not have a prepared speech but um he did say i am caspers so i don't know if 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 that means uh, movies in the works but um you know vin this is going to get sent to your front door i hope that you you know accept it um, I know the last Caspers didn't get to you, and I'm, I'm sorry about that. You know, U.S. Postal Service is just so, you know, on and on again, off again. So this one's, this one's getting to you, Vin. So, uh, you know, most creative or no, most technical use of ghosts, Vin Diesel Dumbo. Wow. 
So I think it's time that we we have our our special performance. Um, this was in response to the Oscars. Um, we saw what happened there, and you know, um, it was pretty soft, pretty soft core. And we had uh, somebody, a big fan of ours, who contacted us, and he said, "I want to do a, something a little harder, a little harsher." You know, more power to him. You know, we 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 let him we let him do his thing. So we'd like to welcome to the Caspers for the first time a Mr. Fred Durst uh, performing with his band Limbo Biscuit. Don't stop! cow that was that was a little harder than i thought it was gonna be guys i'm sorry i didn't trigger warner warning anybody that was a ghost he was playing with fred durst um you know sometimes it's good to have a little shock value but playing with a ghost i mean hello that's a little too crazy for me um you know this is a family friendly uh awards ceremony and i i, I don't want to apologize because you know art is art but um that was a little shocking for me rob i mean it just shows what happens during these sort of live events you know you uh never know what's going to happen i felt the shaking from the rafters like down here in the in the basement mm -hmm. um you know i had to make sure to rub myself with some extra holy water during that performance because I can feel the spirit starting to creep in through the floorboards. And wow, that was, that was powerful. I mean, you got to give it to Fred. Um, he, he took it all the way home. Wow. Um, so let's get back to the award ceremony because I'm at a loss for words. I'm at a loss for words on that one, guys. Um, the most possessed performance this is close to the crown jewel of the caspers so let's get into this one uh let's start off with the most obvious choice of the most possessed performance I'm talking about chet hanks uh, if you heard our last uh, couple episodes we dove as deep as we could into chet without getting possessed ourselves and the fact that you know he is the son of a of another Hanks, the brother of another Hanks, is is all the indication that we need to prove that he is a possessed man walking. And so Chet Hanks, he is he's in the running. You've heard him speak before, so you know that he is not himself. Um, I just wonder, you know, have we pinned down exactly who he's possessed by? You know, we at our last reporting we were saying that um we were having to do some more research mm -hmm. um you know based off of the evidence that that i have found even though it's not definitive i believe he may be possessed by the spork in toy story 4 of course forky and 
if you a pitchfork is a lot like a fork, which is from hell. The devil carries a pitchfork. So the devil can be carrying Chet Hanks, and he could be carrying him to do his evil deeds or to be eating a salad. You know, devil's on a diet. Who knows? And that's why he's in the running. So that's the most obvious. Let's get that one out of the way. And let's get to the prestige people here. Um, I know the streets of Philadelphia are close to your heart, and he is the prince of Philadelphia, the prince of Bel Air. Um, let's, I'll let you say, because you're his number one fan. Um, the next nomination. You already know, everyone, it is the one and only Will Smith. And Will Smith what? for his performance in Gemini Man. Oh, yes. Two Will Smiths. This is a double nomination, everyone. Gemini, of course, the twins, and Will Smith playing a younger and older version of himself, um, you know, possessing each other, uh, being able to act off of himself is mm. just a kind of performance that we've just never seen before. Uh, and hats are, are, are off, hats are thrown away, really. Mm -hmm. um, and caught by two different people. So this is a double nomination for Will. Mm -hmm. I put my hat in a blender and I drank my hat. I drank my hat. I didn't add any water in the blender. I didn't add anything. I just blended it up and I drank my goddamn hat. That goes to Will Smith's performance. Why did I do that? Why, why was I even capable of doing it? Only through the power of watching Will Smith act with himself was I able to drink my hat. So thank you, Will, for giving me that power. And I'm sure you inspired other people to do other things. And your other self, because this is two nominations, also deserves a nod, your younger self. So I might drink my hat again if I see this movie. I don't know. It could be a spell, and, and I could be under it. And that's only because of his performance. So thank you, Will. And at least you deserve, you know, Will and Will, you deserve the nominations. Now, this is, uh, we were talking about this person earlier, right? They made a, a biopic about her life and about the trials and tribulations of Oz. We're talking about Judy Dench in Cats going ass to mouth on herself. I mean, that's applause, of course. Thank you for applauding. Incredible work. Possessing the body of a cat. It's like what John Lithgow did, but to the nth degree, right? And we, we talked about Dumbo using his ears, Vin Diesel. And that's also very impressive. Judy Dench is, is a contender. She, she's out here acting like an animal eating her butt. Uh, I mean, Rob, you, you, you called me when you saw this in tears, you know, telling me how much you, you love me, how much our relation, you know, our friendship meant to you because of, of what you saw. So hard to really explain of just, you know, what this performance does to you. Um, feeling the possession just through, through the screen. Um, the devil may eat, uh, salad with uh, Chet Hanks, mm -hmm. but you know, but Judy can toss it all on her own. Yes, 
And, and for that, she deserves the nomination. And we'll get to our final nominee. This is uh, a long time coming. You know, we talked about him before. He's the most technical, but also possessed. Um, we're talking about Vin the Skin Diesel in Dumbo. Now, you know, we're not playing favorites. Like we said, work is work. And like Rihanna, he worked, 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 worked. He did it as many times as she says it in the song. He did that many works. Okay. So don't come to me telling me that we, that we have, you know, favorites. That's not true. Vin Diesel deserves this nomination for the, his acting and his, his possession of a elephant, of a baby elephant, and the emotional depth that you have to have to, you know, to become a baby elephant, I don't have it. I don't have the capability. I don't think a lot of people do, but Vin found the well in his heart and his soul, and he just kept on going down further into the well and finding more soul to possess. So Vin the Skin is also a nominee. I know, you know, Dumbo was such a groundbreaking movie in 2019 that there was not a lot of people that could talk about it because they were speechless. And, you know, I, I think it, it was a disservice to, to Vin's performance, how good it was, because we can't even talk about it. I think it's also important to remember that the gestation time for elephant, a baby elephant, is about two years almost. It takes about two years for a baby elephant to be born. So you have to remember that Vin has been working on this for at least two years to become Dumbo. So that is the work that we're talking about that it takes to put into this performance. And wow, did he pull it off. Wow. And we also have a nod, a tie-in to what's happening in, in real life with Colin Farrell having a missing hand in Dumbo. And, and Rob here with his invisible hand, I mean, you know, sometimes art imitates life, life imitates art. And this is just one of those moments where Dumbo is so culturally relevant that it is still affecting what's happening in our lives today. So Vin, you know, he deserves a nomination. I have the winning envelope here. Okay. And the winner for the most possessed performance of 2019 goes to Vin Diesel, Dumbo. Holy cow. Wow. You hear that? The crowd is going wild. Wow. The house is shaking. I can feel it. The, 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 it's trembling down here in the basement. Vin Diesel pulls out another win, another W. You know, it doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning is winning. That's a, a quote that I have on my back. And, I, you know, I read it every day in the mirror. So I'm accepting this on behalf of Vin Diesel. Uh, he does not have a prepared speech, um, but he did say, Rrr. and um, that's not, you know, that's not for us. That's for celestial people to understand. That's for aliens to understand, guardians of the galaxy to understand. That's a different language. So Rrr. Vin Diesel, this one's for you. I mean, this award show is really, you know, doing some twists and turns. It's, it's really taken me for a ride. We have two more categories. 
let's let's go to the best spell. Um, this is a very very dangerous category because some spells are good, some spells are bad, you know, and some spells are a little bit of both, right? And so we had to go through all of these spells and read them, which is why I say dangerous. Maybe this is why your hand is disappearing, Rob, because you might have been touching these spells with your hand to turn the page. I had a PDF. I, I was using my tablet. So, you know, I, have, I, I pour holy water on my tablet every day. I'm not sure if you did the same thing with your hand, but this is a, a dangerous uh, field. So let's get to the, the nominees. The first nominee is for uh, Andrew Crosby. You guys don't know who this man is, and he wants it that way. Uh, he wrote the movie Hellboy. And uh, there's something else about him, Rob, that is very interesting. What's that, Gio? Because I know that, like, as a writer, you're basically writing the spell of the film, right? You, the, exactly. the film, the spell of the film starts with you. You're right. You're transcribing it onto paper. Yes, and you know, experience is is a must when you're when you're a spell writer. And the thing about Andrew Crosby, and you guys don't know who this man is. You know, nobody knows, not even his parents. But he mm -hmm. is in the background. He started making comics that's how he cut his teeth and into sharp teeth right when you cut your teeth you make them sharper and he started making mickey mouse comics so working in the house of mouse all the way to hell to make a movie called hellboy where do you think he got all that information from all that experience right it had to have come from disney disney himself walt disney mickey mouse the whole crew, and he, you know, dilutes all of this into a movie called Hellboy. But really, this is about Disney. This is about Pixar, Donald Duck, you know, and they call it Hellboy. Okay, so Andrew Crosby, number one nominee for the best spell. Let's get to number two. All right. Well, this is a man that has already been in the house today um i was tempted to give him an award for this performance but you know i we don't have enough statues in the back um mm -hmm. but wow what a performance already that we've seen from fred durst uh fred durst uh actually also was the director of a film called the fantastic this year uh was it fantastic well, it was fantastical. I, yes. I saw ghosts. I saw other paranormal beings. Um, and wow, to be able to play music, you know, create spells, um, you know, through music and also as a director is, was quite the impressive feat for Fred this year. So we're giving him a, a, a nod. Yes. And it's a long spell. To go from the short form two, three minute spell to the hour long spell, you know, that's a lot of years of, of writing and, uh, you know, drafts that he had to do. So, you know, just for that, you know, we have to uh, acknowledge hard work when we see it. So that goes to Fred and, you know, to his performance, truly shocking, um, really scared me, but it, it also kind of is, is gonna stay with me. And I think that's the most important art is the art that challenges you. 
and that doesn't kind of keep you in your place. You, you kind of have to be a little bit moved by it if, if it's going to really make a, a difference in your life. So to Fred for making this kind of art, you got to get a nod. And, and working with uh, the paranormal being that is John Travolta or Jorn Travoltor. Yes. And Travoltor, he could be in the next Transformers movie. So we have to acknowledge that we're at a Nicolas Cage level of actor here. Um, I don't even want to bring him up even more than that. But let's just say that Fred being able to wrangle this kind of energy is a feat in itself. And to rope him in this spell, that is incredible. So Fred Durst, you deserve all the praise in the world for that. Um, I wouldn't if I were you, but you know he did. So congrats to him for doing that. Next on the list, we have Shia LaBeouf. He's been on our radar. We've talked about LaBeouf before. And LaBeouf really, you know, is, is surprising us because he's able to make a movie where he goes back in time to his childhood and he makes a spell out of his own childhood where he acts as his father, right? It, like, it, it is mind-bending. It's like Inception 2, 2.0. I think that was the working title of the film yeah and, and and the fact that they they couldn't get nolan's uh you know cosign on that is just just shows how jealous nolan was that he didn't write it first right he would have he would have easily done it but he wanted the writing credit and labeouf said i wrote this spell mother effer you know like you're not going to take this from me and he said well you can't have inception two then so they had to call it honey boy which I mean, if you think about it, it is like a lot like Inception 2. Um, you see Leo DiCaprio eating a lot of honey in Inception. So Honey Boy makes a lot of sense. So Honey Boy, as a spell, being able to go back in time into his past, into his dreams, as his dad. I mean, like I said, I couldn't do it. He's the only one that can. So LaBeouf, you get the nod. Last but not least, Rob our nemesis, our arch nemesis. We talk about this man a lot, um, this entity, right? Another movie exposed him this year, and we want to give them the proper nod because it's not just us that, that are at war with, with this man. It, it is an entire wizarding, wizarding world. So let's get to the last nominee. Are you okay, Gio? I, I, it seems like you're slightly overcome. I just know that it's it's ending soon, and and once it's over, it can't be undone. So we got to be careful with these awards, okay? Like I said, this is the most dangerous. All right. Well, since I'm, I, I believe I have a little bit more protection down here in the basement, I will make the announcement that we are giving it a nomination, and you know we're really putting ourselves on the line here as well because i think just by uttering this obviously it puts us at risk mm -hmm. and geo is already feeling the effects before we even say it out loud mm -hmm. but here we go because this is important we got to bring the truth to to everyone this is the harry potter world wizarding world's crimes of grinderwald 
Am I, is, is my tie too tight? It looks like it's cinching up on you. Geo, just like say, say a few Hail Marys in your head. Our fathers, our, our sons. <sighs> okay, just, just finish the nomination, Rob. You can do it. Just finish the nomination. So we're, we're giving it to the film Crimes of Grindelwald for exposing the one and only Johnny Depp. <sighs> the granddaddy himself of paranormal beings. And we need to give this to, to the film because since its release, we have seen Johnny under, being undertaken in the, the, the real world. There was a spell place, placed on him and Amber heard it first. And she will not be the one to hear it last because we have gone through so many twists and turns. Um, you know, Rocky, we brought this up before, is also wrapped up with, you know, other lawsuits against Johnny. So he is being thrown through the ringer left and right. And we believe that, you know, this spell, you know, this movie is about casting spells mm -hmm. and the crimes, you know, Depp is Grindelwald and these are the crimes that he's committed. And now he, we see him in court facing literal crimes, finally. And we yes. need to give a, a huge nod to that. Um, the bravery of everyone on that film to let Johnny on the film and to kind of uh, to trick him, to dupe him into thinking that he is doing this for to make his power stronger. He's, he thinks, oh, I'm going to be getting some wizard magic, but mm -hmm. really turning that magic around back on him. Um, very brave for everyone on the cast and crew on that set. And we need to tip our hats to them with the no this nomination. And let it be known, Johnny Depp just psychically attacked me, okay? Add this to the crimes of Grindelwald because, and this happens to everybody on, on stage. You're the only one that didn't feel what I felt and what everybody here on stage felt. It was like a choking of my heart, right? And, and I don't know if, if, if everybody here is, is okay on, on, you know, in, in the rafters, but I just want to say, you know, Johnny Depp, the nomination is, is written down in history, right? The fact that you were nominated is what matters. It doesn't matter if you are, you know, win or are acquitted. The fact that you were nominated will forever be stained in history. The Crimes of Grindelwald will forever be a movie that we can watch and write down all your crimes. So that goes to you. This, this is for the movie, for their bravery. Let's get to the winner. Drum roll, please. Okay, the winner is, wow. Of course, had to, had to. House of Mouse always wins, always goes back to the House of Mouse. It goes to Hellboy, Andrew Crosby. I mean, nobody knows who this man is. Nobody knows where he comes from. He's a lot like Satan himself because he could be anywhere and you wouldn't even know he's there. So it's so fitting that he was to write a spell called Hellboy. And, you know, all the experience working with Disney, 
you know, leads to this. And, you know, it's not the fact that, you know, we like the spell. It's the fact that it is the most, you know, proficient and best spell. So we're not being, you know, subjective here. This is objectivity incarnate. So Andrew Crosby, I'll be accepting this on behalf of Andrew Crosby. Andrew, I don't know who you are. There's no actual footage of you ever speaking in any kind of place. So I'm just going to assume that he sounds, Hey, guys, thank you so much for the war, man. Well, there you go, Andrew. You know, that's for you. And we'll be looking to see where to send that award. Um, we don't know where you are. So maybe we'll in hell. Just be, maybe, yeah. So we'll have to maybe send the award to hell and let Walt figure out where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, we and... sent one to God last year with Freddie Mercury. So, you know, there, there, is, there is precedent that we send things to heaven and hell. So that'll go to hell. And, and we have the postage for that. So we are at the last nomination. This is, this is a new nomination for us. We have to acknowledge that there are powers beyond what movies can show, right? Sometimes an actor, actress, any, anybody, any X or Y goes on screen and, the, and literally the screen bursts to flames. And we have to acknowledge that there are people out there that can't be filmed or people out there that have been filmed, but they film them in dim settings. They, you know, they have to tune down everything because if, if they were to show the real deal, everybody would burst into flames. Your eyes would fall out of your sockets. Your socks would fall out of your shoes. Even while you were still wearing shoes, your socks would peel off of your shoes. The final nomination for the Caspers 2020, third annual, the Sorcerer Supreme, the nominees. These are are contenders to be the next president. These are the contenders to be the next ruler of the free world. These are people that you have to be afraid of, okay? First nominee, Betty White. Now, I hear the gasps, right? Even saying her name is dangerous. She is 98 years old. Nine times eight? Let's do the, let's do the math, right? 72. Seven and two, right? 14, one and four. That's three. 17 and 5, 22. I mean, these are numbers, guys. These are numbers. Betty White's got the numbers. Uh, let's do the second nominee. This is a very powerful person that at times has been at odds with us. You know, it's someone that basically runs the internet at this point. And the things that you see... Um, they are representative of the almighty circle, the beginning and the end. This is the one and only Oprah Winfrey. Mm. Mm. I'm, I'm afraid to even talk about Oprah. Last time we got bees. We were overloaded with bees the last time we talked about Oprah. And that was the scariest moment of my life. I've never been hacked before in that fashion using biological bees. But when they start coming out of your computer and you, you, you think, you know, this is like Jumanji or something, but it is real life. And she has that power. Therefore, Sorcerer Supreme, 
she has to be a contender. So Oprah Winfrey, you are nominated. And it's so funny that I mentioned Jumanji because this next person is part of a dual soul, right? But, but he is the darker magic one. We're talking about Jack Black. And Jack Black is the star of Jumanji, the next level, the next generation, Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle, whatever you want to call it. This guy literally teleports dimensions for his job. That's a daily basis, right? He's able to bring the entire cast and crew on his back. He has a very broad shoulder. So he's able to teleport everybody with him to the other dimension, to the Jumanji dimension. And yeah, he does it by using black magic, Jack Black magic. And Gulliver, Gulliver's Travels, where he was a giant in, in a small person's world, a small person in a giant's world. This is all little indicators that he's dimension hopping every movie he gets. You know, School of Rock, he, he transported to the rock and roll universe. Let's get to the next one. This is a man who could be anyone. You know, he has one of the most recognizable faces in the world, but you don't know which face he's going to show. Because this person can make themselves anything. This is a man whose name is George Clooney. And I don't think I'm even pronouncing it right because none of us have been pronouncing his, his name right. It's really George Clooney. Exactly. And the fact that he, he can be anybody and anywhere, anytime is, is because he's cloned himself so many times. So George Clooney, obviously a contender. But we got to get our girl Meryl a nod as well. Meryl Streep. She is one of the most solid performers in Hollywood, but we're not nominating her for her work in Hollywood because Source of Supreme isn't just about movies. It's about the power that they bring to this realm. And her power, she was able to successfully go to Congress. She petitioned, she filibustered, and was able to change the word street to streep. So now, whenever you go driving, you're not driving on a street. You're driving on a streep. And that's thanks to Meryl and all the work that she did. And it, imagine what, she, what else she can do, right? Be careful when you're getting married because you might be getting Meryl'd pretty soon. That's the kind of power she has. She can change streeps to streeps, streets to streeps, marriage, marriage to Meryl's, and we have no power to change that. So Meryl Streep, obviously contender. I think we're at our final one, our final nominee. Final nomination, yeah, of the night, of this year's Caspers. And this one took everyone by surprise. No one was really expecting this one to come through. Um, but at the end, it's someone that is so deserving. Um, and we'll see why. This is the real dark horse of the entire evening. Um, mm -hmm. You know, at first they weren't necessarily even invited, but they showed up. We said, where did you come from? And they said, well, I've always been here. This is Jim Carrey, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Someone the, um, that you um, don't omnipotent. always think about. 
he went to a biologist and they measured how many muscles he has in his face and he has three times more muscles and they asked him you know how is that possible and he said he went to a surgeon in korea and he separated each face muscle into two muscles and then was able to go to a psychic and get them to have him rewire his psychology to then control each muscle individually this is a man that has been able to take his face to new heights to new levels of of expression and so we have to give him a nod this is somebody like you said he we didn't nominate him he nominated himself and that's the kind of power that you need in a sorcerer supreme somebody with a confidence that knows what they're capable of that knows their own power because a lot of these people you know they're gonna not accept this award out of you know humbleness they're you know they're modest not jim jim carrey is going to take this award and he will wear the crown with pride so let's get to the winner we don't have any stakes in the game right we fear these people equally all of these people that we've talked about here they are powerful they are strong and they could destroy any of our lives but we have to give them the chance to you know fight it between themselves so that's why we're not going to decide via ballot we're not going to decide via anything like that we're going to let the contenders decide for themselves so we're going to have an all-out battle royale jack black versus george clooney versus clooney versus meryl streep versus jim carrey versus betty white versus oprah you hear those dings it's time to get it on let's get ready to caspers okay the match has started rob let's get some commentary going i see betty white is going for the chair oh my god she just oh slammed that over george clooney's head oh george clooney is is bleeding from his the back of his head profusely okay well, jack wait, black what's, what's this george is yeah he's just cloned himself what he's like bleeding on the floor and yeah there's another smaller george clooney coming from the blood from, from the blood oh my goodness wow we have meryl streep and she has jack black in an arm bar and it's i think i see the socket oh my god she just ripped off jack black's arm wow she is using the arm to hit betty white with the chair they're having a chair and arm fight and we have Jim Carrey on the third rope. He's jumping. He's diving. Holy shit. Jim Carrey just killed Oprah. Jim Carrey just stomped on Oprah's spinal cord. And she's not moving. Oh, my God. The crowd is booing Jim Carrey. And he is loving it. He is taking the powers of the booze. Oh, he's my God. He's getting taller and stronger. It looks like he's about to step on George Clooney. On the Clooney's. The Clooney's. Oh, my God. There they go. Oh, like ants. Wow. And he just keeps on getting bigger. Okay, Jack Black is, is finally up from uh, his one arm. The boobs are deafening by now. I can hear them from the basement. I see Jack Black trying to grow just like Gulliver's Travels, but he's not getting as big. It seems like they're trying to have a grow competition. 
But Jim Carrey is just getting bigger and bigger. And Meryl Streep with a chainsaw. She's she's not doing anything. The chainsaw is is smoking. His hide is too thick. Wow. Betty White. She she threw in the towel. Wow. Oh my God. Ding ding ding. You hear that, guys? Closing bell. Dark Horse. Jim Carrey. Last man standing. <sighs> wow. There we have it, ladies, gents, exes. Our Sorcerer Supreme of 2020. Jim Carrey, the winner, the last person standing, and the worst person to be, you know, um, on a set with because he will command all the presence. He will take all the energy. Um, that's why they don't let him in movies anymore. Jim Carrey, Sorcerer Supreme. We want to thank everybody for another year of Caspers. You know, thank you to Gosha once again for sponsoring our show. And thank you once again to Limbo Biscuit for, for doing your uh, hypnotic set um, and really setting off this, this award season. I'd like I want to thank, sorry, all, all the nominees for all the amazing performances and for everyone out there, even that weren't nominated, doing the hard work of, uh, hard paranormal work and making sure that we have another year of spells and, you know, trying to fight dark magic with light magic, um, but at the most, you know, spreading awareness and making this the biggest scene we've ever had uh, in term in Ghost in the Scene and expanding our universe, our multiverse. Uh, it's been an amazing year. Absolutely. And so for another year of Casper's Gone Great, I'm your host, Gio Chopatazzi. And I'm Rob Thomas, live from the basement. Stay in the scene. Keep your eyes on the screen. And we will see you next year for the fourth annual Caspers. But until then, we love you.